Hello and welcome to Sharp Tech. I'm Andrew Sharp and this is a free preview of today's episode. And on the other line, Ben Thompson. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing okay myself. I cannot believe that we've made it to December here. Feels like just yesterday we were launching and now Christmas is right around the corner. A lot of things happening. It's and not only that, it's sweater weather. So uh congratulations on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, where I record the podcast for people who aren't watching the video feeds that we don't release. Um <laughs> I uh I don't have heat in this room, so I'm gonna be bundled up over the next couple of months here because the space heater I use is too loud. It gets picked up by the podcast, but Everyone out there, just know that I'm cozy in a nice camel sweater and uh, feeling good. I'm ready for ready for the holidays here. Uh, excellent, excellent. Well, I'm happy for you. Okay, well, the holiday that never ends. Elon Musk, um, a festival of takes that just keeps going and going and going. Dan says this, um, and everybody, you can email us at email at sharptech.fm. We're going full mailbag today, and we'll open with this comment from Dan. He says, this whole Musk turning on Apple thing is so predictable, but amazing. The man can't stand anyone saying no to him, and he has a compulsion to pick fights. It was only a matter of time before he realized that monetizing Twitter outside of ads would mean giving Apple a ton of money. And Ben... I read that only because I need to apologize to you for my worst tech take of the past two months. Can you guess what it was? I mean, you bought AirPods? Uh, No, I did not buy AirPods. AirPods is still a good take in my book. But a month ago, I think we got a question about Musk and Apple. And I was just sort of offhandedly responding and said, you know, Musk could go to war with Apple, but I have no idea if he'd be crazy enough to actually do that. It seems like he's got enough problems on his hands. And you immediately corrected me in the moment and were like, "Uh, he'll probably go to war with Apple. (laughs) And um, looking back, I can't believe I thought there was any possibility that this wouldn't turn into a feud between Elon Musk and Tim Cook. Do you have any general thoughts on on where things stand? Well, I do have to uh, sort of tweak our emailer a little bit. Um, (laughs) People... Yeah, like we've been dealing with Musk in general for a long time. We've been dealing with Musk's sort of administration of Twitter for over a month now. And people are still like taking him way too literally. Uh, Elon Musk put out a tweet saying with a little status thing with a caution signal that says spoiler. Apple, did you know that Apple takes 30% of the app store? And apparently I assumed Everyone knew this was tongue in cheek, but people seem to, including our emailers, seem to have taken him seriously. I mean, number one, of course he knows. Who would not know that Apple takes 30%, at least someone in his position? But number two, a cursory Google search shows he has complained about Apple taking 30% multiple <laughs> times well before he purchased Twitter. So just for the record, uh, Elon Musk, whatever else you might say or believe about him, did know before this week that Apple takes 30% of purchases about Twitter. I mean, I don't know if there's uh, some sort of meta comment here about the fact that, like, 
you can't navigate Musk if you're taking like everything he says at the most extreme face value sort I mean, of way possible. It's one of the things that's fun about the current news environment that's surrounding this story. We just have no idea. At least I have no idea what's real and what's not right down to the feud with Apple. Like there was a story that I read right before we came on to record saying that actually Apple has increased its ad spend over the last couple of months. And Elon may know better. They said it, this is a story on appleinsider.com. And who knows? Apple hasn't commented publicly on any of this stuff. And to your point, Musk, it's like, you know, proceed at your own risk yes. if you're going to be taking his tweets seriously. No, it's tough. It's kind of the same thing about everything around this, though, right? Like, we, we talked about the mass sort of psychosis on that Friday night a few weeks ago where it's like, Twitter is going down in a matter of hours. It's like, well, no. I mean, it's possible Twitter encounters problems, but it's it, going to be a slow like degradation, right? But no, I'm saying it, it's every aspect of it, and that applies just as much to what Elon himself says you like you, you it's not trust but verify it's distrust and then like figure <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out what's going on yeah exactly i mean that friday night i was sitting here being like well shit if all these other writers are seriously talking about the end of twitter maybe that's really what's gonna happen and lo and behold 72 hours later everything looks ridiculous and it's all been memory hold nobody's really even talking about that weird like 36 hour interval well that's because the, they're waiting for the world cup to take to oh wait shoot the world cup's already gone God, <laughs> i mean yeah. i it's it it's Honestly, one of the most challenging things, I mean, we'll get to the, the Apple bit in a little bit, but there is a meta point here about, not meta the company, but uh, about this whole episode that makes it really, really challenging. And I I just feel very angsty every time I have to write about it. I made the joke in the Daily Update this week, you know, Matt Levine was always grousing that Elon Musk kept ruining his vacations and forcing him to work on weekends during the acquisition process, because that's the sort of stuff that Matt Levine covers, uh, mm -hmm. the, the Bloomberg columnist. And now that Musk is in charge and making decisions that about products and strategy, I'm like, crap, I understand exactly how you feel. <laughs> like I, I wrote about Twitter on Monday and then the Apple thing goes down and I'm like, oh, here I go. I got to write about it again. But to this emailer's point, it's because, and to your bad takes point, this confrontation was inevitable for sure. And number two, this is, in reality, a confrontation that I think a lot of people in tech are without question cheering Elon Musk on. Uh, like the Apple rules the tech industry with an iron fist. They bully Facebook. There's been stories of them bullying Twitter in the past. There's been like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like it's it. they're the if you want to reach customers, you have to have a mobile app. If you have a mobile app, you have to go through the App Store. If you go through the App Store, Apple will exert control. They will extract their bit. They will kill your advertising business. They will do whatever they sort of want to. It's very interesting. Like, I, I'm in, um, I, you know, we talked about group chats. I have another group chat. You're in like eight different group chats. I, I don't know how you get anything done given your commitments to WhatsApp. I live on the other side of the world, so that the afternoon everyone is asleep, <laughs> right. I can actually get stuff done. Uh, but yes, it is. It is. It is a challenge. Um, the, the like I'm in this group, and there's a lot of folks that are very frustrated about the Apple situation. And this group, I think, skews a little more towards the sort of left politically, and they're all anti-Musk. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> the conflict is like super. You can just feel it in the chat. It's like, 
Oh, I, you know, I guess I got to got a support supportive ear or, or which direction am I going to go? Um, but there is an aspect where I mean, we, we, we've talked about Musk. There is a certain Trump like aspect to it, right? Like just from a dominating like he's the current thing on Twitter day in and day out. And it is pretty exhausting. And, mm-hmm. you know, and as someone that feels compelled to cover it, which I never felt compelled to cover Trump, thank goodness. Now I'm like, man, I feel bad for all those political <laughs> journalists. Right. Uh, but there, but it's also the bit where, you know, one of the things that Trump did was he would just walk in like a bull in the China shop and he would upset a lot of pre-existing assumptions. And sometimes those assumptions needed to be upset, right? Like I think the China relationship is a great example. Like, like there was a set way of viewing the China relationship that started probably if you go back to the Clinton administration, that was pretty continuous and amongst the foreign policy establishment and Trump just went in and upset the apple cart. Now the problem with people who upset the apple cart is they're often not very good people at putting the apples back in the cart, right? Like the, the bowl does not reconstruct the China. And mm. so I think that's what it feels like right now. Like like Musk is how many employees should a tech company have? Bowl of the China shop, right? Like, like uh, yeah. you know, is Apple being in control and exerting it rarely directly, but definitely indirectly, you know, like, like there's you, mm-hmm. if you talk to any company or anyone that's dealt with Apple, there's tons and tons of stories of updates being held up and Apple insisting on changes X, Y, Z. Spotify has been a lot more vocal recently about some of their challenges with, with, with Facebook. You know, we've heard some more things from, from Netflix and, and, and Amazon and like, not, these aren't small companies. You can imagine as yeah. a small developer, it can be even worse. And that's why I felt I had to write about this because number one, it was clearly coming, but number two, it's, it's another example of where Musk's leadership of Twitter, however, it turns out is likely to have impacts that do extend beyond Twitter, which from a business perspective, just isn't that important of a company. Right. But, but from a agenda setting and precedent perspective is definitely a huge deal. It's so much more important than Spotify or Netflix or even Meta recently. Like the impact culturally of Twitter, it's at the center of our media. It's at the center of our politics. I mean, everybody who's in politics is on Twitter all day long. And so Musk picking fights with whoever's on the other side of his tweets is going to get a lot more attention. And it's a point you've hit a bunch in your writing on Stratechery, so I'm glad you mentioned it here. Like, this isn't pure rubbernecking because you can look on paper and be like, well, Twitter's sort of a failing company that doesn't really have a huge user base anyways. Right. And it's much ado about nothing. There but... definitely is a lot of rubbernecking, to be clear. <laughs> well, no, there's a lot of rubbernecking. But at the same time, some of this stuff could trickle out to the rest of the industry in some pretty meaningful ways. And it, it just like Musk is going to get a lot more attention than Daniel Ek tweeting about Apple. You know, no shots at Daniel Ek, but like Musk is is sort of public enemy number one, and yet people can't look away back to the rubbernecking issue. And when you look back at like what he actually said about Apple, I know it's true that he didn't just learn that there's a 30% tax on in-app purchases. A lot of people don't know that. Right. And so if you're following along as an outsider, all of my normie friends, they don't know what Apple did with their privacy policies and the way they've decimated, you know, the the ad market over the last 12 months. They don't know. 
how things work on the back end with these update approvals and how kind of arbitrary the process can be and how abusive the policies can be. Like all of that is new information to 97% of people out there. And um, if Musk is going to bring that to the forefront, it's going to make things pretty complicated for Apple. Yeah, that was honestly kind of mind blowing to me on the day that he tweeted that. I had a couple different folks reach out to me and ask, is that true? Does Apple take 30%, right? Which at first, initially, it's like, oh, my, like, how could you not know that? I've been writing about this literally since, like, Shashekari started. But on the other hand, I said, oh, yeah, like, why would anyone know that? But then number two, Apple bans developers from telling users about this. Like, this was a brouhaha with Meta before where they wanted to put, like, have, like, a receipt or something of your purchase that says, you know, X, Y, Z and how much goes to Apple. And that's a reason Apple banned that particular update from the store. Uh, they, They do not. And which, I don't know, it's always sketchy to sort of, like, ascribe guilt based on, like, what someone does or doesn't do. But it is kind of, like, it's a tempting place to go in this case, which is, like, why, Apple? Why don't you want developers to to tell their customers that? Can Can you tell me more? All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive every episode of this show, you can do so by subscribing to Stratechery Plus. That'll give you access to every Sharp Tech episode, all of our Sharp China episodes, the Dithering Podcast with Ben and John Gruber, daily analysis of the tech business from Ben, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come. If you'd like to become a subscriber, click the link in your show notes to get access to the entire Stratechery universe.